Hello and welcome to the big topic of women in women's MMA. Uh, I'm Frank Posen here with Juan Humes. And of course, we're going to discuss the big fight from Saturday night. Uh, we're calling it Was Weili versus Joanna, Joanna, an instant classic. Now, if you didn't get to see this fight, you didn't buy the pay per view or anything like that. You can go right to my blog, frankt316.blogspot.com, and I posted the full match. And you really need to check it out because this is one of the best women's matches that you've ever seen. That's what we're going to talk about, right? Yes, sir. Okay, gotcha. I just want to make sure you were there. Okay. So the first thing I think we should do um, is talk about how we scored it. So I'm going to start by saying how I scored it. Uh, I scored at 49-46 for uh, Whaley. I thought um, all five rounds were fairly close. Um, the only one that I thought Joanna won was round three. And the big difference for me, and I think that was why Whaley won the match, was her power. And, and really, there were a couple of t- few times there during that fight that I thought Joanna should have been knocked out. And it just didn't happen. You know, she's pretty tough, so that's great. But uh, I thought that the power or her power was the big difference. So let me hear what you got to say about that, Juan. Uh, I'm, I'm, I fall on your side of things. I, Joanna did some really good work. She showed a lot of variety in her strikes. She kept a very high volume. She was fairly accurate. But as you said, the thing I told people separated the fight was the power because in women's mixed martial arts, so rarely is power an actual issue when you yes. get the visual image of somebody really getting pushed back or head snapping off every single shot, it bird, it makes an impression. And when you see the swelling, even though the judges shouldn't count it per se, the fact of the matter is an impression is made that more damage is being done and close rounds will go to the fighter who seems to be doing the most damage, even if the damage is fight altering or not. And yeah. that's, that's, been, that's pretty much where I saw it. Now, let's talk. I want to just before I get go on, I want to talk about how the judges scored it because it was a uh, really one by split decision. I saw the scorecards, okay? And I don't know if you did, but I always see the scorecards. And um, going into the fifth round, yeah, on the judges' scorecards, okay? The, you know, the bottom line is that the fifth round made the difference, okay? And two of the judges. Gave Whaley the, the fifth round, and the third judge gave Joanna the fifth round. Okay, so that's how close it really was. So I mean, honestly, I wouldn't have had a problem with it going the other way. Okay, because that's how close it was. But if you'll notice, I like I just thought she over overall um, just was more, she just was more effective. Okay, and I, and I think it. it there was a time when Joanna finished fights and she just doesn't do that anymore. And that was the main reason why I thought Whaley would win because Whaley really, if you look at how she, how hard she hit Joanna, she should have dropped her. I mean, especially that, that shot that uh, carried that big lump on her forehead, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the big thing I've noticed a lot, a lot of people thought the fight was going to go by knockout. And I could see that argument to a degree because they saw her knockout on Drage, and Drage is known for having this legendary chin and recuperative powers. But the issue Wei Lee was going to have is one, 
her left hook isn't really consistent or sharp. And two, as yeah. good as she is for striking, she moves her hands well. She she sits in the pocket well. She throws with a lot of power. The fact of the matter is she has issues with distance. So when she's trying to close the distance, she's not probing with a jab, changing levels, getting a distance. She's essentially throwing one-twos and stepping in and Yo, using she, – she's, she's swinging for the fences each time. Yeah, she, she uses her aggression to close the distance instead of kind of probing and navigating her way in. And that's fine, but the thing about it is when you have a long fighter like Joanna who has front kicks, snap kicks, and a long jab, long, long, long straight shot, you're going to walk into those shots. And even if you land up, land with a follow-up shot, your shot's not, not going to be sharp. Instead of a snapping shot, it's going to be a cuffing shot. It's going to be a clubbing shot. It'll still do damage, but it won't, it won't give you the kill shot that you need because you're, you're constantly getting stuck at range, so it throws you off a little bit. Your rhythm's off, your aim's off a little bit, or you lands off a little bit. The power's off just a little bit, and I think that was the difference. Had she had a better way of getting in distance, like flipping a jab and then coming in really hard, or maybe parrying and then coming in hard, I could see her landing the kill shot. But she was always just a little bit off on those shots, and that's why I felt Joanna was able to navigate the power a little bit more. And secondly, thirdly, I just don't think Whaley's power is is life-altering. I don't think that she's got that kind of power. She she can finish you. She's heavy-handed. She can break you down. I don't know that she's a one-punch any one shot I land knocks anybody out because she hasn't done it a whole lot. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. I don't think she has that either, but uh, there were a couple of times there where I couldn't believe she can go down, you know? Yeah. And, and, and here's the interesting thing about it. Whaley said on Monday on the, uh, on Ariel Hawani show that she wasn't at her best uh, for this fight because of all the moving around. Okay. Like she, uh, you know, had to leave China, and then she went to Thailand, and then she went to Abu Dhabi, and then finally she arrived in Las Vegas. And the moving around, she says it affected her quite a bit. She had a tough time getting acclimated uh, to the to the U.S. And I hope she stays in the U.S. I, I, with what's going on right now, she probably shouldn't go home anyway. But I hope she stays in the U.S. because then she can get acclimated and. I mean, she has submission skills, too, so we have to remember that as well. But she just didn't use them either. And, and one of the reasons for that, I think, is that Joanna's takedown defense is outstanding, and I'm not sure she could have taken it down. No, okay, uh, do she, I don't think she, she, she wouldn't have taken her down without opening herself up to being in vulnerable positions where she could really get punished for it because Joanna still – is on her toes a lot. She moves around the cage at a high rate. She moves around consistently. And even so, yeah. even outside of the takedown defense in and of itself, she still has those long-range weapons. And for you to execute a takedown, you have to set it up. So if she's sticking you at the range where you have to attempt those takedowns. You can't get it. You can't, you can't drop levels to change it. She's got a knee for, waiting for you. She's got a snap kick waiting for you. She's got a body jab waiting for you. So it's very hard to get those entries the way you want to. And I think if Wiley would have pushed for him, she probably would have got punished and possibly finished herself. She didn't even bother. She didn't even bother to try because I think there was uh, they know how good Joanna's takedown defense is, you know, and, and probably would have blocked it, would have tired herself out, and she would have got finished herself. But well, you have you to know, also think that given, given that the damage that Joanna's taken in, in fights and the fact that in most of her big fights, she's been rocked or dropped pretty badly, fairly consistently, you have to think they figured they could get the knockout if they just pressed her. Yeah, which they almost did. But, um, you know, it, it, it's being called now uh, 
as uh, you know, probably the best fight of 2020, the best women's fight ever, whatever. I mean, they did get the bonus for the fight of the night. So my question, my question is this: um, like, I think it, it uh, I think it was much different from most women's fights that we see, and we've talked about this a uh, couple of weeks ago, and that's that a lot of these girls just don't have that kind of power. They just don't have it. Hello. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of the big, the thing that made this fight separated it wasn't so much the skill set everybody's like so high skilled it, it it had some good striking exchanges it had some good strategical aspects to it but what separated it was the amount of physicality and the yeah. the consistency of the pace like it never really dipped there wasn't like round one is really intense round two is slow round three is really intense round four is slow it was a consistent no it was all the way through like that and, and the best part about it was nobody really took over a round there wasn't any point where somebody was just dominating around so the fact that it was so competitive is what made what makes it stand out and in this case like you said with the power in some cases when you have girls with power the minute they feel even a slight bit of power the other fighter basically results to wrestling and in this fight you had people who took a powerful shot or took a bunch of shots and instead of trying to clinch or try to wrestle get a takedown they're just gonna up the level of intensity in their striking so instead instead of attacking a, a weakness they basically just attacked each other's strengths head on and decided to draw a line of fantasy who would back up. And most people are doing thing that's we not, see that's not smart of a fighter. That's more of an ego thing, and but that's entertaining for us. It's not smart for either fighter. It's not, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, but, but the other thing is that what we see in a lot of women's fights is that they're close fights, but they're not entertaining like this one was. Okay. Well, like that, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're trying. You know what it is? There's a difference between fighting to win and fighting to not lose. Yeah. Well, that, that's okay. essentially it. I mean, they don't have the. And that's what, and that's what too, I saw on this. Yeah, that's what I saw on this. I saw that they were both trying to win the fight and finish. Like, Yoanna was trying to finish too. She can't finish anymore, but that doesn't mean she's not going to try. But what we yeah. see a lot of. We see a lot of women using this uh, keep away strategy and stuff like that. You can well, win fights again, that they, way. They use it, but oh. they don't have the skill set. They don't use it in, a, in an appealing fashion. They don't have the skill set to. Yeah. Yeah. I agree once they that. start backing up, once they start backing up, they just become heavy bags with arms and legs. So it's it's big swings in the fights, but they're not exciting swings. It's a, a girl can't wrestle, so she gets taken down and she's controlled. But the girl on top of her is not a good enough grappler to finish, finish nor a good enough wrestler to control her. The girl on the bottom is not a good enough to submit her and not really good enough to consistently get up and force the fight where she needs it. It's very unevenly skilled and uneven, uneven as far as athleticism and size. This fight was probably as close to technically, physically competitive as you could get. And that's where you see the extended exchanges. That's why you see she pushes, I push back. So I push again, she pushes back. Because it's e the evenness of the matchup and the depth of skill the girls have. In women's mixed martial arts as a whole, it's not, it's not as much deep skill. They have a wide variety of skill, but not a deep variety of skill. And that's what's killing them. That's what makes the fight so boring at times. Okay, so um, I think it'll probably end up being the fight of the year. Uh, what do you think? 
I it's gonna be hard. If, I can't think of another matchup where I can guarantee five rounds of sustained action and people trying to one up one up one up each other in one particular particular aspect of fighting. That's gonna be hard. I can't predict any other fi- fight that's that well matched up. I it, it's probably gonna win it. Okay, so that's the thing. That's the, the sustained the, intensity. The thing. Okay, so where does it where does it go from here? Now Dana White said after uh, the fight was over that. Uh, Whaley's next fight is going to be in November at Madison Square Garden. That's what he has in mind. Okay, so the question is, are we going? To, are we talking about an immediate rematch? What do you think about that? I personally, I mean, I can see why they do it. It's a, it's a. There's a storyline now. If both girls would get paid more, I'd be for it. But quite frankly, I expect to see a big drop off from Joanna. She's taken a lot of punishment recently. And she's I'm gonna get into that in a second. I don't think it's in her best. I don't think it's in her best. Well, interest. I think I, I think mean, she, she, listen. She's she's already talking about retirement. Okay, because here's the thing about her: in Poland, at home, she's a big time celebrity, and she can do movies over there, movies and TV. Okay, because she's a big. In fact, I don't know if you're aware of this. She got boob implants. Did you know that? Yes, I did hear about that. Okay. So what do you think she got those for? She got them because she's a big celebrity and, and she's going to be doing TV in, um, in Poland. Like she's doing a lot of, doing a lot of endorsements over there already. Okay. So she even said, I've made my money in MMA. So she, she knows it's close to the end. Okay. Now there's a fight coming up where we might see a challenger come out of that. And that's, of course, Rose Namahunas getting a rematch against uh, Jessica Andrade. Okay, so give me your thoughts on that one. Um, it's pretty much the same I thought as before. I think Rose is perfectly capable of knocking her out. In fact, this fight, I would say that there, there's a better than average chance Rose knocks her out. Andrade just... She's too limited as a fighter. She's her whole skill set is based on being physically stronger and physically tougher than her opponent. And now that her chin's yeah. been cracked a little bit, I, I think it, I think the fight with Rose actually set her up to be finished by by Wiley because she took a hell of a beating in that fight. And Rose is the heaviest puncher at the division as it stands, in my opinion. So I yeah, expect we, Rose to win by knockout unless she's been her confidence has been shattered. Other than that, well, she's got the better skill set. This is my big question about it. With, with, with uh, Jessica, if you've ever seen any of the fighters that come out of her camp, the PVRT, they all fight the same way. Come, Go forward, go forward, go forward, get hit, get hit, get hit. You know, that's how they fight. She can hit hard, but she takes a lot of damage as well. Okay? My only thing with Rose is does she really want to be a fighter? Okay, because we we know that after she lost the title, I mean, she was offered Whaley. Okay, we know that she seriously considered retirement. She didn't want. She even admits that she didn't want to be a fighter anymore for quite a while. And so the question is, despite the fact that she's apparently made the decision to return and she wants to be a fighter, does she really want to be a fighter? Because I, I. her problem isn't physical, it's mental. 
Yeah, I would I would agree. That's that's based my conclusion based on a skill set, her size, her power. In a rematch, I, I would favor her to to outclass. If Andrade her Javier, head is, the question is, if Andrade, she, yeah, if Andrade's one hundred percent committed, is Rose committed? That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing because you know I've seen when she loses fights, it's not that it's not that she it, she's give, she gives up when she loses. Rose. I'm yeah. About it. yeah, it seems like she it seems it seems like she breaks a little bit because and the, the sad thing about it is she's such a well-rounded fighter. She's got such good physical tools that even being halfway in, she beats ninety percent of the division just on talent and physical tools itself and skills. But against yeah. that elite level, she she has to be able to dig deep. And I think those fights with Joanna took something out of her. And the second fight was the particularly punishing fight. The fight with Carolina Kovacavich took something out of her. And in that fight against and, um, Andrade, and, she and, actually. Hey, she held on to that submission. She got tired. She got desperate, and she held on. She should have let go, but she kind of panicked, and then got slammed for her slam for as a reward for panicking. And, and but talent wise, she was outclassing her. And Carolina, Carolina Kovalkevich is somebody who never should have beaten her. Never. No, just yeah, doesn't exactly. Have, never. Not doesn't have the skill. Doesn't have the skill set. Yeah. She just now, basically. She just basically. Pressured her and was physical with her, and Rose kind of wilted a little bit under that physicality. Same way she wilted under Esparza's physicality when she first got in the UFC. Yeah. So it really depends on there's how a, that fight goes. It really if There's a blueprint to beating her. You just have to be willing to pay that price. Are you willing to pay the price, those first two or three rounds, to get to the positions you need to wear Rose out? Most people can't, can't get those, those two or three rounds, though. So the question is, if that fight – this depends who wins it, I suppose. I would not give uh, Jessica a rematch with uh, with um, Whaley if she wins. Unless she wins really dominantly, I wouldn't do it. I don't think she can beat Whaley. Okay? Uh, it just depends how it goes. I don't think she can either, but she, she'll win it, and it, it'll be the only – it. I, well, I don't know I, what other fight in that division generates what, – what fight in, the, in that division generates interest? Well – I think it's a rematch with Joanna. Okay. But I will tell you this. Now, Joanna is having, I think, some surgery on her ear. I think that's what I read today. And But it's minor surgery. She, she's fine, apparently. But I think if she lose, if she were to lose a second time to Ailey, she would retire. Okay. She to. Yeah. She's been talking about it anyway. So I think she will. I think if she were to get the rematch – Madison Square Garden. She gets paid a lot of money. Maybe they have another match of the year. And then it's over. And then she retires, go rides off into the sunset. So is there anybody else in the division, in the strawweight division, that can compete with Whaley? Now, right now, I think there's only one fighter that I would even consider. And unfortunately, she's injured right now. And that's Tatiana Suarez. Okay, because she's... Yeah. She suffered that neck injury, and I know what she's trying to do is avoid surgery, but I don't think that's going to be a battle she can win. She's probably going to have to have surgery. <clears throat> now, once we get past Tatiana, because we know, I think Tatiana would beat her. Okay, she's a much more complete fighter than anybody, and she's got a big size advantage as well. Okay, so... Once we get past mm-hmm. that, there may be some up-and-comers that we should talk about a little bit. And in fact, one of them is fighting this weekend in Brazil. And that's uh, Amanda Rebus. 
Okay. Uh, that she's fighting in Brazil this weekend against uh, um, uh, Randa Marcos. Now, Amanda is a Brazilian. She uh, is trained by her father. Okay. And in her UFC debut, she beat Mackenzie Dern, like a claster. Okay. So let's see how she does this week. I think she'll win this fight, but she's somebody who's got potential for the future. Another fighter we have to start talking about. I don't know that is really impressive. Huh? I'm not sure that outclassing. I'm not sure that outclassing Mackenzie Dern is all that impressive. Well, considering it was her UFC debut, she didn't have the UFC jitters or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, she's a very composed yeah. fighter, and I, I think that means something. You know, she, like I said, her dad is the one who trains her, uh, Marcello. Okay? Now, another one we have to start talking about, even though I don't think she's ready for that level of competition yet, is another Chinese fighter, Zhao Nanyan. Okay, and she's a hard puncher too, but she's not a finisher. That's the only problem. But I'd like to see what she's like a bit against a, a better level of competition. She's beaten some of the uh, uh, lower rank, and, but I'd like to see her against a better level of competition. And I'll give you a third fight, and that is Mizuki. You know who I'm talking about, right? Uh, yes. Yes, the Japanese fighter. I wouldn't mind seeing her. Well, Mizuki uh, finally made it to the UFC. Uh, Of course, she's Japanese. She's 25 years old, but she's been fighting since she was 16. Okay? And she now trains at uh, Longo Serra in Long Island. And she made her UFC debut on the same show in China. Okay? She came in on short notice. She fought at flyweight. And she won the fight. That's why she's not ranked at strawweight, because she hasn't fought at strawweight in the UFC yet. But uh, she's got a fight coming up in a couple of weeks. You know who she's fighting? Tisha Torres. Okay? So... This is, that'd be an interesting fight. I don't so know Mizuki, I don't know the dangerous fight. So Mizuki, well, the thing is, Tisha Torres is still ranked. So uh, that that, you know... That's going to get her up in the rankings if she wins that fight, which I think she will. And she's she's uh, been very good since uh, she had knee surgery a couple of years ago. So she's been really good since she's returned from knee surgery. Okay, so those are uh, the three that I kind of like uh, for down the road. But uh, Amanda Rebus is the one that I'm really impressed with. I, I thought she she had a really great great game plan uh, to beat McKenzie. And um, I, I expect her to, to do the same here. You got anybody else that uh, – oh, and one fighter that I think they should go and get, but I don't know if they can get her, and that's uh, Kanako Murata. Okay? And uh, Kanako Murata uh, works for the Ryzen. Okay? And she's also uh, been loaned to Invictus. She's the current Invictus strawweight champion, right? And the problem that Kanako Murata has – so I don't know if you know her story. She was a college uh, wrestler in Japan, and she was discovered by um, the um, uh, Olympic gold medal wrestler, uh, Saori Yoshida, who works for um, Ryzen as a talent scout. And in fact, Saori is planning to uh, get into MMA herself. Like She's a tremendous wrestler. And um, so she signed with Ryzen. And the problem with Ryzen is that they're concentrating mostly on the atom weights, 
and uh, Conoco is a straw weight. So that's why they loaned her up to uh, Invicta. So she's somebody I'd like to see them get, but I don't know if Ryzen would uh, do business with them. So that's the only thing. Okay. Doubtful. So what do you so, Yeah, well, I, that's, why, that's why I mentioned that. So you got any other ideas? No, I, th- I think those you b- made the case for the most available and probably most talented people in division right now. I mean, there's people in division who will say, of course, who, who ha- have other favorites, but nobody else on a good enough win streak well, or shown enough talent to where you could justify them getting a shot. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's unfortunate that, that uh, uh, what's happened with Tatiana Suarez, very unfortunate because uh, uh, she's probably it, it, – it is very insu- unfortunate. Unfor- I mean, and, and she won her last fight, and I'm not sure she was injured going into it. But she she was she injured in my opinion. She got, in- she got injured during the fight. It took some of the steam off it because you know she had been basically steamrolling people, and I told people that um, that that was Nina Ansaroff was going to be a tough fight for her, and a lot of people expected her just to steamroll Nina, and she did not. So it's like the last image isn't of her being dominant and the unstoppable force people thought her out to be. Now against most of the division, she still, she still had that um, image, but it was kind of brought her and her fans back down to reality because they thought she would just be able to purely on her wrestling outclass and dominate everybody. And, and that was never going to be the case. I still think well, she's a favorable matchup for uh, yeah. Wiley, but like you said, that injury that she might be out for the next six months, if not a year. I mean, that's serious well, and putting off the surgery. De- she keeps delaying it. If she doesn't, which I don't blame her, because you know, who wants to go through that? But um, um, you know, uh, she she said afterwards she got hurt during the fight. Okay, like she got injured in round one, and so that's why there was no finish, right? So that's what she said anyway. Yeah. But uh, I I really uh, 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 this this Shaunan Yan surprised me a little bit. I, I just like to see her fight uh, some of the uh, ranked fighters in the division. And, and Mizuki, I don't think people uh, – she's really under the radar right now because people think she's fighting at flyweight. But she only came in for that fight on short notice, and she agreed to fight it at flyweight. But she said afterwards that she's dropping it. She's dropping down to um, to strawweight. Oh, do you know who was in her corner for that fight? Uh, no, sir. Who Mizuki? was? Mizuki? Jermaine Sterling. No. Yeah. Well, Aljamain Sterling. The other person that was in her corner was her manager, Shu Harata, because he was translating for Aljamain. He was translating for Aljamain Sterling. Like he was uh, translating between English and Japanese. So he would not normally be in the corner, but he was there to translate. <laughs> so she's a, she's a very skilled fighter. So, uh, um, you know, she's in a good camp now. And, uh, I think we may be seeing. I think her. when it comes, Sorry? I think if we think about it, Wiley. Wiley, I think Wiley is a legitimate fighter. She wants challenges, but I really think she wants name challenges. I I don't think she wants to defend her belt unless maybe against Joanna. I think she wants to go up to Valentina. I think that's what she wants. She wants big, huge events fight. I don't think she's going to do that. They're not going to do that yet. I think she wants to. They might. They mm. might not let her. But I think that's what she wants. I don't think. She, I don't. She'd get killed because of the, the size difference. Oh yeah, she wouldn't win it. But that's the she first fight she asked for. She didn't have to fight another person. She didn't have to fight somebody in her division. She has to fight Valentina first off, and she asked repeatedly. That's what she wants. She wants a big, 
super fight to have a chance to get another title. She's not trying to take small steps. I actually think that you're going to do a rematch. That's what uh, I think. Are they a rematch? I, I, don't, I don't think Joanna gets, gets through five rounds this time. Neither do I, but I also kind of wonder about – I think, as I said to you, I think it depends on what happens in this upcoming match with uh, Rose and, and Jessica. And if Rose is the Rose that we want to see, then she should win. Oh, another name we got to bring up here also falls under the category of maybe she ain't who she used to be. Claudia Gadelia. What's your thinking on her? Hello. Yeah. Claudia. Claudia. Sorry, Gad- I, I didn't... Oh, you didn't hear that? Gadelia? Claudia Gadelia. Yeah. Yeah, I'm always real iffy about her. I've worked with her before, so I'm always real iffy about her. Um, yeah, she uh, thinks she knows I, more I mean, than she's. She's, she thinks she knows more than everybody. She, there was the point. There was a point where she she had a path to the title, and she chose to take Andrade, and that was where she derailed basically derailed all the momentum she had and the chance to get a title fight. And she just hasn't recovered from it because she's not the athlete she used to be anymore. She's also she's, she's also some tough fights. She's also had injuries. Like I know she had knee surgery. Yep, she's had injuries. I know she's had knee injuries. She, she's just not the same fight. You see, in her last fight, I don't she, know that she should be fighting this weight class. Uh, you know, she's always made weight. So as long as she continues to make weight, I don't have a big problem with it. But you know who she's training with these days now is Mark Henry. Okay, and what happened with uh, Huh? I don't think – I mean, I don't think, he, think he's a bad coach. He's a very good one, but not everybody's style fits every every fighter. And I, I don't know that that works in her best interest, given her cardio issues. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, that's the thing. Like, in her last fight, she did the uh, Caitlin Chukagian keep-away strategy. You know, and I think it's because she was planning to have knee surgery. So she might be different. She's well, she a- did, but she also she didn't she didn't throw the Caitlin Chukagian volume though. So no, that's what partially doesn't. makes that strategy so. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Like she's got a fight coming up, so we'll see how she does. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know if she's who she used to be. Okay, but she's never missed. I, I I'd almost guarantee she. It's unfortunate that Alexa Grasso had to move up. Had to move up the flyweight, eh? Yeah, Grasso would have been an interesting fight. Grasso would have been an interesting fight. I don't know that she wouldn't have had any chance against Wiley. No. She, she lets her opponent set the tone of the fight. She but at least it would have been that fight that could have she – she, she, had, she had an exciting style and she's attractive, so you could sell it. She doesn't but punch. She just doesn't based punch. off paper and what you've seen. She doesn't punch hard enough. No, she doesn't do enough. She doesn't punch hard enough. No. But, I, but she does she, – she, she, go ahead. The thing I will tell you is this Saturday, like there's a UFC show this Saturday, right? I don't know if you've heard, but they're, mm-hmm. they're, if they're doing the show in the arena, there aren't going to be any fans. Okay? Did you hear about that? Yeah, okay. I've been kind of okay. keeping up with that kind of stuff. Okay, so Amanda Rebus will be fighting on that show against Random Marcos. And this is somebody you want to keep your eye on. I was very impressed with her in her last fight. And um, she could move up the rankings very quickly. 
if she she wins, you know, in a dominant fashion. Okay, so but uh, I, I liked her the last time I saw her. Hopefully, she does the same thing. Randa is just too inconsistent for me. You don't know what she's going to do. And um, well, she's always never really an easy win for the most part. She's got wrestling. I can't skills. say people have just. She's got wrestling. Most skills. people have never dominated her from open around to end around. It's usually competitive. So if Revis can just wipe her off the face of the mat, that map, then yeah, that's very impressive. But she most is girls, she, even high class elite. She'll probably do what she's a tough out. See that she'll probably do a similar strategy than what she did with Mackenzie Dern, and that's that uh, because uh, uh, Randa's primary um, uh, skill is wrestling. Amanda's going to want to keep it on the feet. Okay, that's true. But Dern A can't wrestle, and B Dern can't keep a pace because she's out of shape. That's true. Marcos can do both. She because mentally she checks out. Yeah. She'll, she'll either come on at a hard a hot start and build a lead, and then stop doing whatever got her. The and lead, then she makes or mistakes. She'll get beat up early. And then she makes place. mistakes. Yeah. So we'll see what she happens. She doesn't like with to that. be told what to do. She thinks she knows better. Yeah. Well, she thinks she knows better. I. Right. That's what her issue is. Yeah, and, and, you know, she mentioned uh, a while back that she's actually gone to see a sports psychologist because she knew she was having problems in that area. Like, she was just not thinking right. The problem is she doesn't want to listen. You can't the, – the sports, the sports psychologist can't fix it if you think you know better than the people working with you. If you think you know better, there's no fixing that. You have to admit that there's things you don't know and you might have to change what you're doing, and she's not doing that. Well, she – you know, remember she was training at TriStar for a while in Montreal, and uh, – she just didn't see eye to eye with them. And so she went back to yeah. uh, uh, Michigan top team, uh, Darren Crookshank. Yeah, she sees eye to eye with them. She, you see, you see, she sees eye to eye with them. And w- w- what's been her record? However, not that good. <laughs> not that good. So that's, I think, a fight to watch because uh, Amanda, uh, I like what I saw from her the first time around. And, uh, like I said, it's slim pickings right now. If, if I'm talking, if I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about ranked fighters for the most part. Okay, I'm talking about fighters who are yep. fairly new to the UFC. You know, some of the ones that have come yep. aboard have been a bit of a disappointment, like uh, Verna Jandaroba, for example. You know, she's been a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, well, that's that's the biggest problem for someone like Wiley. You're in a position where you could be a huge star, but you need a comparable opponent who can help generate that interest. And all the girls who had the most, like a Jap, a, you know, a, a international fighter against a Mexican fighter. That's a huge story. Uh, same thing with Suarez, the same, the same storyline, but the two biggest people she could fight are now out of the mix. Claudia Gedalia is like another fight or two away from legitimately deserving a title fight. And Rivas, as good as she is, she's unknown. So it's not a big fight. It's just another defense. Yeah. I believe Wiley and her people want big so you think, so she you can think become a dominant possible So you think in November she's going to want to fight Valentina Shevchenko. But the yeah, question she is... Want she didn't want to fight Joanna. Except, will Dana give her to her? That's the question. No. You don't think he'll... You just don't think he's I don't think do he does. I, I agree with that. I think he, I think he sees... Is that... I think he sees Valentina as reckoning. And he doesn't want a record. Yep, because she would. It's a bad style matchup, in every possible manner. Every well, possible manner. Size. You know. Well, yeah, but that, but that's what I'm saying. It's like Wiley's thing is volume and physicality. Valentina went 
10 went eight rounds with Amanda Nunes, the most physical and powerful female fighter in mixed martial arts. So you're not going to bully her. You're not going to knock her out. And skill-wise, Wiley likes to come forward and throw a lot. Valentina likes to counter with sharp, powerful shots. That's not in anybody's favor. That's not in her favor. All right. It's just a bad matchup. All right. So so I guess the uh, uh, end result is that uh, probably what we're going to see is if Rose wins this upcoming fight in an impressive fashion, she's going to get this fight. Is that what you would say? I, I, I think if she wins, just pulls it out any, any form or fashion, she'll be the first person to get an opportunity. She's a name. She's popular. She'll come back and have, have an avenge of defeat. E- even if it's a decision, she'll have avenged her defeat, set in the table for her to go and face Wiley. Yeah. If she knocks her out, it's definite. But even if she beats her by decision, that's the fight they're going to push for. Or that's what Dana's going to ask for. What about a rematch with Joanna? No? You see that? You don't think he... I, that's, that's also very likely. That's also very likely, but I, I just can't see it. I don't think they're going to get that fight right back. I just don't think so. Unless... Maybe they will. I, I, I'd rather than... Unless Rose loses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go. If Rose loses... And Joanna becomes the most appealing. If Rose beats it, Rose beats Andrade, then she's beaten Andrade, which Wiley's also done. She's beaten Joanna twice. So that's to the fans and to the casual fans, that's a more impressive win. If she goes out and beats Rose, who's knocked out and beaten Joanna by decision and did it in a more dominant fashion. That does more for Wiley's resume and her popularity than beating up Joanna again. Well, I think uh, we're going to see something in Madison Square Garden in November. And I, I based on the, the uh, Chinese viewers hip ship that I heard about yeah. over the weekend. That's gonna be a big fight no matter who she's fighting. Because she is a huge star of Yeah, well it's gonna be like the Conor McGregor. He'll make regardless, but you wanna make it's like Floyd Mayweather. He could fight anybody and make tons and tons of money and have it be a big event. But you wanna fight a name so you can make so you can really maximize that and really get your name in the books. And you can't do that fighting the seventh rank and well, fourth that's rank true. person in your division. You need somebody. That's out. true. But I think the fighters that I mentioned are ones that may be on the way up fairly quickly, especially Mizuki. Okay. If Mizuki. Sure enough. But if Mizuki yeah. can beat uh, Tisha, which I figure she will, um, then she just needs one more win, really. You know, after that. And, and yeah. Mizuki is that's capable true. of it. Okay, and she's not a newcomer. She's an experienced fighter. Okay, and boy, would that be a big fight out in Asia? But Mizuki is is one to watch. Tell you what, I've been a fan of hers for a long time. Okay, so uh, it's just that she she could never drop to Adam. Like everybody in Japan, all the female fighters over there, most of them have dropped to Adam. Like Ayaka Hamasaki used to, to fight at uh, Strawweight, and she's dropped out. Okay, the only two fighters that they got over there at Strawweight now are Kanako Murata and, of course, <laughs> Rina. Okay, and Rina isn't any good. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, if they were going to put – they honestly, they should get rid of the featherweight division and just have an atomweight division in the UFC, to be quite honest. But that's never that's not going to happen anytime soon. 
So uh, yeah, I would like to see see that too. I mean, there's a lot of options and fights like this. The best thing this fight did with Joanna and Wiley was it was so such a show stealer that that it we have the next four, five, six women's fights really put on you know shows where they really stamp you themselves, know. you know, put out a show. You could really get some momentum for the women's division because the women's division has been catching a lot of flack because the fights have been uneven and uninspiring. If you can get some really truly inspiring fights between these girls, you can build a momentum and you can really have the UFC get behind the women's division because they're looking for someone who can really generate interest. And if these girls can continue to put out fights like this, which is their only chance of becoming overtaking the men or being on a similar level, then they're going to have somebody's going to take somebody's going to have to sacrifice their short term career to put on the kind of fight necessary to push the women's divisions ahead. Because right now the fights are une- they're squash matches or they're so, so, so even they're boring or the fighters are so, un- so flawed. They can't, they can't generate continuous yeah. action. And that's what, that's what fans want. These fighters are going to have to make business decisions and say, we need this vision to go forward. Y'all need to go fuck winning, go out and fight and help build momentum so that we all can benefit from this. But I don't know that anybody's willing to make that business decision on behalf of the, of the behalf of the other women. And that's going to be the difference because this fight gave them a platform. Now everybody's going to be looking for the next women's fight. Oh, women's fight. You saw, you, you saw what happened last week in the fight. One bad women's fight and sets them all the yeah. way back. They can't afford bad fight. They can't afford There'll nothing impressive. Stoppage win. Yeah, and that that they're not in a spot where they can afford that. So they've got to make a decision. Do we want the women's division to have a shot, or do we just want to go about getting our little two or three wins, getting our title fights, and mm. send the division back? That, that's where it's at. All right. Anyway, I think that's about it. I think we've uh, beat this dead horse as we usually do. And I think it was a. Uh, I think they deserve to get the bonus. Uh, who was it that said it this week? Darren Till. He said they should get five million dollars each for that fight. That's what he said. So I don't disagree with that. I I know about that. I think they should have gotten Romero and Adesanya's yeah, check as well as the bonus. I'll tell that you that fight much. Didn't go so well, that was, it was a tough act to follow, but they didn't even do anything to yeah. follow it. <laughs> so anyway, I thought it was a, I thought it was a, a potential match of the year. And uh, for a change, it was nice to hear uh, guys uh, praise the women's match instead of complaining so much. Okay, to, but because that's what we hear all the that's what yeah, we hear well, all the time. But I I I, I criticized yeah. the matches too. Okay, and and uh, I get very annoyed with some of these fighters who are just trying to hang on as opposed to you know be winners. Okay, and and yeah, you you want greatness. You want that. You want greatness. You have to do something more than just yeah. the bare minimum. You you do bare minimum. You get bare minimum pay. You get bare minimum coverage. You want to stand out. You have to yeah. stand out, and that means taking. Anyway, chances. I think that's about it for us. Uh, once again, uh, uh, what we've uh, come to the conclusion is that Whaley versus Joanna was an instant classic. The question is, what will follow it up? Okay. Now, again, if you haven't seen the fight. Please go to my blog, frankp316.blogspot.com, and watch the fight. I put the video up just so you all could watch it at your convenience, okay? And it's worth seeing. So uh, tomorrow I'm going to be doing my regular podcast for a weekend show and other stuff that I got. Um, We'll be back in a couple of weeks with uh, another podcast. I don't know what the subject's going to be yet, but we'll figure it out. 
do your plug for your uh, podcast that you appear on. Uh, yes, guys. We're uh, usually uh, I'm on the MMA ratings podcast with my co-host Rafael Garcia. We kind of cover a broad scope of fights, analysis, and news in mixed martial arts. So if you like me on this show, feel free to come over and listen to us over there. We'd be glad to have you. And I want to thank Frank once again for making me a part of his show. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having an opportunity to talk to sport a a little bit more. Okay. Um, As I said, if you have any questions or comments for my uh, blog or either of my podcasts, you can leave them on Anchor's voicemail. If you would like to subscribe to either of my podcasts, you can do so at Google Play, Google, uh, I'll be all right, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. (laughs) Enjoy the fights over the weekend, and we'll talk to you later.